0: This is the Centuries of Sound radio podcast for 1903. This show was originally broadcast on Cambridge 105 Radio in June 2019.
1: My lord and gentlemen,
0: Centuries of Sound. I make Centuries of Sound in my spare time and include no advertising. If you want to help keep this show going, get these radio podcasts a year earlier, get full downloads of mixes, themed bonus mixes and more, all for $5 a month, come to patreon.com slash Centuries of Sound.
2: Cornet solo, or Baccholini and Polka, played by Bohemia Krill in the Sun Records.
0: And welcome to centuries of sound the show where we use archive audio to explore different years in musical history my name is james errington and tonight i'll be taking you to the year 1903. if you haven't heard the show before it's entirely archive audio and we're still in the very early days of recorded sound so far in fact i'd say most people maybe are not aware of any recorded sound before about 1920 the first jazz recordings were in 1917 so we're still a good 15 years away from those So what kind of sounds do we have? Well, what you've just heard is something like a brass band recording, which may be a little bit of a surprise, but there was essentially a military band piece with a uh, solo on top of it. It's a midpoint between the marching bands of uh, John Philip Sousa in the late Victorian era and the kind of uh, upbeat uh, dance ragtime music we'll get to in like about 10 years or so. And you might notice it's got this kind of virtuoso solo performance, but underneath it there's this kind of like uh, standard marching band rhythm which gets out of the way as soon as the soloing starts. And there's a book by a writer called uh, David Wondrich called uh, Stomp and Swerve, and he describes it in this way. Under it all, there's a sort of strong, dark pulsing, the dimly recorded echo of the thundering rhythm. Trombones, sousaphones, named after your man, of course, Drums. The dynamics build to a controlled climax, the sound getting heavier and heavier as the band drives it on home. The total effect is anthemic, like Led Zeppelin without all the squiggly guitar. The main thing that the modern post-jazz listener will miss here is solos, the squiggles. When the band's forging ahead at full speed, there's nobody to take the wheel and jerk it to bring the element of surprise, of danger. Sousa's bands had soloists, all right, but they played set pieces, themes and florid variations, all composed and pre-arranged, sheet music. These would be set against a minimal, often muted backing, so as not to detract from the magnificence of the solo. Free improvisation isn't part of the vocabulary. So you can see the fundamental difference from jazz here. It's still marching band music, but it's a more developed form of it, which, you know, kind of a dead end. We're not really going to hear that much more along these lines. When jazz comes in, it will all be about those improvisations. But it's perhaps a little uh, disingenuous for me to be presenting this as the mainstream of music in this time. This is the heyday of Tin Pan Alley, in fact, and... uh, Timpan Alley was the, the building in New York, basically, where most of the popular music of the day was written. And uh, I'm going to play you an example of uh, one of the songs that they churned out. This is uh, Any Rags. It's a simple enough construction. We've got a vaudeville performer and a manager called Thomas S. Allen. And he took a, an old tune, a, a Scottish, that uh, was the, the name of this sort of tune, and he added kind of a ragtime elements and uh, put on top a... a t- uh, a typical kind of lyric featuring a uh, racist caricature of a black man doing a particular job. That's unfortunate. Unfortunately, that's how it goes with music in these days. So many racist caricatures that you really can't escape them. Um, please be assured I'd have cut out all the worst ones, but you can't get rid of all of them. In this case, it's Arthur Collins performing, who has... Uh, uh, a sympathy in his performance maybe not always in this kind of music at this time he's got a kind of uh, leering baritone which he puts into it um which has a kind of strangely transgressive flavor so first of all we're going to hear arthur collins and uh, after that there's a version of it by charles prince's band which really kind of uh, expands on the ragtime elements so here we go any rags <laughs>
3: Did you ever hear the story of Raggedy Jaggy Jag? Here he comes down the street with a pack on his back. He comes in the morning and he comes at night and he gobbles up everything in sight. He wakes up the neighborhood for miles around. He's a regular alarm clock always around. He gets beneath your window when you try to get to sleep and yells in a voice so loud and deep and it ragged.
4: No, no rags today.
3: (laughs) All right, Liddy. Any rags, any rags, any rags, any bones, any bottles. Today there's a big black rag it coming this way. Any rags, any rags, any rags, any bones, any bottles. Today it's the same old story in the same old way. If you happen to leave a thing out all night, you get up in the morning and it's gone from your sight. You know that Ragged Jack is in that way. He's a very bad old man, people say. He stole all his furniture, he stole his wife. If he steal from his friend, he'd steal your life. He never gets molested as he daily walks about. But things disappear when he yells out any rags. Any rags. any rags, any bones, any bottles today, there's a big black rag picker coming this way, any rags, any rags, any rags, any bones, any bottles today, it's the same old story in the same old way.
0: recordings of a song called Any Rags There. That's a kind of a novelty song. Novelty songs, of course, were a big deal in these days. They're a big deal through quite a lot of recorded history, especially here in the UK. Owning a gramophone was kind of owning a, a toy that you showed off on some occasions. It wasn't the centre of most people's houses. It was kind of something to show off when you have guests around. So, of course, you're going to find some uh, novelty cylinders to show off to them. Maybe a comedy performance Or something relevant to the times, something that will uh, make people talk, a kind of conversation starter. In the late Victorian era, the number of horses in New York City, for example, would number in the hundreds of thousands. The typical horse would produce perhaps 15 to 30 pounds of manure. And uh, they thought they were maybe going to have to abandon the city in the future because the whole place would be flooded with manure. Of course, what came along was the car. The automobile took over completely in the next 40 years. Now here in 1903 we're right at the point where the car is turning from a novelty that a few people have to something people are seeing every day in cities and of course it's become the hot topic of conversation. So here's a mixture of a few different kind of novelty recordings we have on the topic of the automobile. We have uh, Len Spencer who's a very prolific spoken word performer with uh, Ruben Haskins riding a cyclone auto We have Vesta Victoria, who's a very, very popular music hall artist in England. She uh, was a male impersonator, which was a big deal in these times. There was a Vesta Victoria and later would be Vesta Tilly. Both of them would dress up as kind of uh, city gents, and that would be their music hall act. And we've got uh, Cal Stewart finally with uh, Uncle Josh on an automobile. Cal Stewart's featured in this show a few times before and he's still going to feature quite a bit in the future. He's a friend of Mark Twain's. He was a spoken word performer, performed in the character of Uncle Josh. Yeah, hold on.
4: Look out for that ice flag, you. Yeah. Keep cool, keep cool. C- cool, I am cool. Don't you see me shivering? Well, how'd you like to be the (laughs) Iceman? Say, this automobile is pretty heavy, ain't it? Yes, in the daytime. At night, though, the lamp makes it lighter. Yeah,
5: yeah, easy that, too. Say, yeah, ain't you going faster than the limit?
2: No, you hold your breath, and I'll show you my limit. Yeah, look out
4: for that. was the fall. Say, <laughs> hey, that old constable Skinner and his better dog. Setter, eh? Well, he lay flat after I hit him. <laughs> yeah, I killed him. too. So, say why this is worse than murder. Why, no, it's it, it. How can anybody commit a
2: murder after an automobile hit? Say, <laughs> hey, is uh, your life insured?
4: No, but my death's insured. If I stick to you. Oh say no, oh no, oh say, oh let me out,
5: oh this is terrible, oh say let me out. I was wed at it, nine o'clock today. My husband came in a lovely way. The post- down at Brighton for a month's day, so we traveled on the motor path. Off we started at the rare old speed, knocked down a policeman, but we took no heed. Others tried to follow, and we kept the lead. It was lovely on the motor path. But going down a canter hill, he saw a great big wall. Tried to put the brake on, but it would not break at all. My poor Jim's got a broken leg, and the humble will, well, I'm sure. And I've had a lively time myself, such just sight you never saw. All through, riding on a motor, riding on a motor car. I've lost no end of things, don't know where I are. But it's a tire, then it all caught fire. It's a thing I can't forget. My poor Jim's got a broken limb, so I haven't let me honeymoon yet. That, no more motoring for me, no fear. We did look funny and we did feel queer. We sat there crying in the ditch, oh dear, with a little bit of motor car. My poor Jimmy, he was worse than me. He sat there howling with the agony. And I cried just to keep him company. And the people shouted, ha, ha, ha. But in the time and it all caught fire. It's a thing I can't forget. My poor Jim's got a broken limb, so I haven't had my honeymoon yet.
1: We'll stop and pay a fine. Now, I ain't so darn anxious to get in the courthouse. Ain't anxious to pay a fine, either. <laughs> Say, Henry, what town was that we went by? That was New Haven. Well, by jitter, oh. I didn't think New Haven was such a little bit of a town. <laughs> Say, Henry, what was that we jumped over by?
0: That was Len Spencer, then Vesta Victoria, then Cal Stewart with a selection of topical comedy records on the subject of the car, which was a new invention in the year of uh, 1903 or one that least people were getting to see day to day for the first time in a city such as New York or London where Vesta Victoria was based. Let's go back to our uh, band music with solos again now. I think this is an excellent one. It's by the Edison Military Band, but it's really by uh, a guy called John Hazel, who's uh, performing a cornet solo, which really, it, it does sound much like the, uh, the solos that were to come, although I should remind you, this is completely a scripted solo that's been worked out in advance, and it's called Secret Polka.
6: Cornet solo, the secret polka, played by the
1: composer, Mr. John Hazel, accompanied by the Edison Military Band. THE END
0: So that was the Edison Military Band with Secret Polka featuring uh, John Hazel on cornet. This is Centuries of Sound and we're listening to recordings from the year 1903. If you want to hear a full mix with all of these songs and uh, quite a few more, you can come along to my website which is at centuriesofsound.com and uh, you can see a, a full track listing with quite a few other things there as well. Now some of you might be wondering where I get all this music from. The truth is that all of this is out of copyright and therefore freely available on the internet. Um, That doesn't mean it's necessarily easy to access though. If you uh, come along to my site, you can uh, see the names and you can search for them. You'll be able to find them online. Um, Some of them are a little hard to find though. The website that I've been relying on a fair amount for this mix is not the usual ones as I get most of my recordings from. It's a site called Russian records and, uh, sometimes the site's up sometimes it's down but it's uh and it's uh it has got an english language interface but the results you get from it are really quite strange you have to play around quite a lot with the search terms and in this case i had to uh use google translate to try to get uh phonetic versions of the uh of the name of the artist even to work out what it is And the artist is the uh, Harmonia Orchestra or Orchestra Garmony. And uh, the track is called Ruthenian Gopak. If you know what a Ruthenian Gopak is, please let me know. So there's the Harmonia Orchestra with uh, Ruthini and Gopak. Didn't sound much like an orchestra to me, really. It sounded more like uh, two accordions. But uh, if that's what they want to call themselves, then fair enough. Maybe my uh, translation from the Russian was a bit wrong. So what was going on elsewhere in 1903 then? Well, one of the most famous things, of course, is uh, Orville and Wilbur Wright. They flew an aircraft with a petrol engine at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. In the first documented, successful, controlled, powered, heavier-than-air flight. There's a lot of qualifiers there, because uh, the history of aviation is pretty controversial. (laughs) Um, But we can say it's the first plane journey. Within uh, 12, 13 years, we're going to see these deployed in the theatre of war, which is kind of strange. It's a hugely swift progress there. In the place where we're going to have the war, we have the first Tour de France, Uh, run by a man called Maurice Garin, who would uh, race in only one war tour after that. In America, we have uh, President Theodore Roosevelt went out uh, hunting for bears, and uh, he uh, supposedly saved the life of one small bear because it was a bear cub and its mother mother was nearby. The bear, in, in real life, was actually killed soon afterwards. He just didn't want to make a show of killing it but a newspaper cartoon showing this event became very popular, and uh, Soft Toy Company decided to create a bear based on this, which became the teddy bear. There was a 30 million cubic meter landslide in some ways a place called Frank, Alberta in Canada, which killed uh, 70 to 90 people and uh, removed basically a mountain. There was a horrific fire on the Paris Metro, which killed 84 people. A train wreck in Virginia, which uh, would be immortalised in the song The Wreck of the Old 97. But worst of all, perhaps, there was the Iroquois Theatre Fire in Chicago, which uh, killed 600 people due to the uh, exits being locked and not taken care of, which led, really, to uh, the modern fire regulations that we have today. So something to slightly be thankful for there. But let's get back to pre-revolutionary Russia. Terrible place in many ways, especially if you're a peasant, However, one of the best places for recording music at this time, apparently. My theory about this is really that in uh, New York, everything was controlled by a a few companies at this time still. And those companies were really interested in their idea of what good music was, which was very limited. They weren't really music lovers, more kind of technology salespeople. So here's a few different recordings that I uh, picked up on this Russian Records website. We have a B.S. Troinovsky with Mazurka. We have a Romanchenko duet, Nastya and Vanya. And uh, we have Natalia Tamara with Troika.
4: Моя, вот тебе явился я, моя хорошая, моя пригожая. Тоже да, вновь приходил, да, я нас кидался в руках, да. мой хорошенький, мой пригоженький. Да забыть тебя не мог, наш пустой руководитель лёг, моя хорошая, моя пригожая. Хочешь, да фирма гусей, моя хорошая, моя прикольная. Ах, Ваня, как Угощит-то угощу, но и жены не спущу, моя курносая, моя корольская.
7: А ну, Настюха, посолуй! А ну, Ванюха,
8: не поучай, мы
4: Проклятая, дурнотая! Мы опять завтра придем, и, и поеме «До свидания, до свидания!»
0: selection of Russian records there I'd like to say a few different kinds of styles but they are more in the traditional Russian music kind of uh, vein there, if you go to this website there are so many kind of uh, low quality opera recordings which may find surprising but at this time opera was popular music believe it or not. The, the idea of high and low culture didn't exist quite in the same way at this point and uh, people would naturally want to go out and buy opera records. Quite a lot of it was to do with trying to kind of better themselves. They did have the idea that there was uh, low and high class music, but we didn't have this idea that because you belong to this one social class, this is the the, the kind of music you're going to listen to. Now, I have waded through quite a lot of opera recordings and uh, some of them are excellent. I'm going to play you a selection here. Of uh, of clips. These are a few kind of greatest hits rather than uh, the greatest moments I could find this time. And we have two male singers and one female singer the first male singer you may not have heard of is uh, Antonio Vargas but then we have two recordings from Enrico Caruso. Enrico Caruso was the biggest star in the world at this time. He's really getting into producing a vast amount of recordings by 1903 and uh, by the middle of this decade he's going to be a superstar the world won't see again until the 1930s or 40s so we've got two tracks from him and then finally we've got something from uh, nelly melba not at this point dame nelly melba but not soon after that uh, an australian soprano who toured the world and was hugely famous so here we are here's our selection of opera with the high culture then let's return to something fairly silly here are two thematically linked tracks they're both about ducks Uh, they both feature duck impressions at least first of all we have the edison symphony orchestra with a lucky duck including some duck impressions and then we have a french performer called grizzard with les canard tyriolin so the tyrileanian ducks okay two pretty ridiculous recordings there about ducks in various different ways let's have something else from the kind of a novelty genre this is uh the spoken word performer len spencer with an unnamed violin player and uh it's a track called making the fiddle talk
2: monologue Making the Fiddle Talk by Len Spencer, Edison Record. Hey, see that old nigger over there nursing that fiddle? Yes, queer character, blind, isn't he? Blind is a bat and dumb as an oyster. He can't talk, but he hears pretty good. Say, he can make that old fiddle of his tell a tale. Talk to him, stranger. I will, but what's his name? Why, just ask him. He'll tell you. What's your name, my good fellow? Well, old black Joe, yes, but what's your last name, Joe? Oh, Mr. Johnson, Joe Johnson, well, well. Where were you born,
8: Joe?
2: Yes, but where in Dixie,
8: Joe?
2: Down on the old Swanee, well, well. Are you married, Joe? Hannah, lady, oh, you married Hannah, well. See, how did you make love to her, Joe? wrapping on your old fiddle. <laughs> say, how did you come to marry her, Joe? Oh, she made goo-goo eyes, did she? How could you see her make goo eyes and you were blind? Oh, well, they say that love is blind. Have you got any girls or boys, Joe? wandering? Boy, why, that's too bad. What took him away,
8: Joe? (laughs) To the war, eh?
2: Ah, noble fellow. Well, cheer up. He'll come back someday, and then... (laughs) You bet there'll be a hot time. Well, Joe, you'll make a living as long as you've got your fiddle. Here's a nickel for you. (laughs)
0: Len Spencer and an unnamed violin player there with Making the Fiddle Talk. Kind of a nice introduction to the standard tunes that you can play on the violin at this point, some of which we still remember today and some of which sound completely new to my ear at least. Okay, here's another one from the virtuoso banjo player Ves L. Osman. This one's called Razzle Dazzle.
1: of SL Osman, edited on record.
0: That was Vessel Osman with Razzle Dazzle. He was a very famous virtuoso banjo player from 1903, the year we are playing music from today. Let's have another virtuoso instrumentalist. This is William A. Moriarty with uh, Llewellyn March. Okay, let's have something from England now. This is a musical performance from a man called uh, Sam Mayo and uh, it's called Bread and Marmalade. Reminds me a bit of the, uh, if you're familiar with the early works of Paul Young, he had a band called Street Band in the 1970s and they had a song called Toast and uh, it seems to be in some ways a copy of this uh, Bread and Marmalade.
9: When I was mother's baby, for bread and marmalade I had a craze. In fact, I got so fond of it that really, I always have some with me nowadays. Last night I swooned with a girl named Jane Louise, and as we sat beneath some shady trees, she sighed and murmured, darling, give me something, as a token that your love will never fade. Just something I can put inside, which is here So I gave her my bread and marmalade.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: Poor father, he was taken ill one evening. We knew not what to give him for this. We hadn't got a single drop of Randy, so I made a mustard plaster for his chest. I crept up to his bedroom late at night, When smacked it on his chest with all my might. Then father jumped from bed and shouted murder, the temper of a tiger he displayed. For in mistake on father's little Mary, I stuck me slice of bread and marmalade. i once was in a smash up on the railway for me it was a bit beyond a joke but for half an hour there i lay unconscious until i smelt some whiskey then i woke i crawled a yard or two along the ground but not a sign of anyone i found at last i glanced at something in the darkness and then a sweet voice cried out from the shade how dare you pinch me leg, I said I'm sorry. I thought it was me present land.
8: Like
9: every Englishman, I'm patriotic. I went to see a tattooed girl today. Upon her form, she had the map of Europe. Tattooed in different colors, by the way. She France and Belgium, there in green and black. And good old England tattooed on her back. I looked at her and shouted, Oh, Britannia. And as my Union Jack, I had mislaid. Right on the part where she got German Empire, I slapped me the of red and marmalade.
0: So that was Sam Mayo with Bread and Marmalade. We're going to have a look around the world now. Um, Britain is kind of an unusual place to get recordings from at this time, but we're going to go to some even more unusual places. This is from uh, Tanganyika, which I believe is part of Tanzania these days. This is a Bondi xylophone piece. Anonymous performer, as with so many of these ethnographic recordings. But it is beautiful, I'm sure you'll agree. A Bondi xylophone piece from Tanganyika there, one of the ethnographic recordings produced in 1903. A couple of other recordings from around the world now. First of all, we're going to have the Russian chorus of E.I. Ivanov with the Volga Troika, and then the Imperial Court Ensemble with Seghaila, two very different pieces that kind of fit together quite well. Let's pull back from world music a bit now, except, well, the name in this case still sounds quite uh, non-American. It's Bohemir Krill again. Um, is a Czech musician, but he was living in America and was a, a band leader in America at this point. This is him playing uh, National Fantasia. You've been listening to Centuries of Sound. I've been James Errington. If you enjoy what you've heard today, you can come along to my website, which is at centuriesofsound.com. There you'll find mixes for every year from uh, the 1850s up till uh, 1914, we have so far. We also have mixes for 2016 and 2017. Try and get 2018 up soonish. On the site, there's also a wide variety of extra reading materials on various subjects to do with the years I'm covering. And uh, if you're feeling particularly generous, you can join my Patreon where you can get a host of uh, bonus episodes. If you want to get in touch, if you have any suggestions for me for future years, or if you just want to say what you think of the show, you can contact me at james at You can follow me on Twitter, centuries underscore sound. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram as well. Thank you for listening today. To finish, we're going to have a listen to the British military band. Not as bad as it sounds. They're playing the Intermezzo from Mascani, which maybe doesn't sound that familiar to you, but it is a famous and kind of heartrending piece of classical music, which for a military band, they play with quite a good deal of emotion. Thank you for listening today. Bye-bye. I make Centuries of Sound in my spare time and include no advertising. If you want to help keep this show going, get these radio podcasts a year earlier, get full downloads of mixes, themed bonus mixes and more, all for $5 a month, come to patreon.com slash Centuries of Sound.